Amen. It's good to be here this evening. Already been so much said about the Adams family, and we certainly appreciate them uh, this evening and the work that they've done here in Pensacola. And I hope this evening that we can say something to help someone in this building tonight. That's our purpose of being here right now. And uh, I know we have a little mixed group here tonight. Some are tired and some are not. Now, I know that Brother Majors and Brother Upton's not tired because they slept just about all the way here today. That's right. I got here, I thought Brother Majors would be bragging on my Volvo. I love it so much. And I thought he would say, well, it rides good. He said, boy, this Volvo sleeps good. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, uh, well, so I'll tell you, we're going to go right... I did stay awake, though. Thank God for Rush Limbaugh. I put him on. <laughs> I know that would wake Brother Hare up now if you start talking about Rush. <laughs> did have a preaching tape on at first, but he was so far off base that I cut him off. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I have a little grandkid, four years old, and one of my sons, Anthony, went home the other night, and and uh, he thought, sure, Anthony, I think he preached that night, and he thought, sure, that the little boy would say, you're my favorite preacher, or maybe Grandpa would be your favorite preacher. And so he uh, asked the little fellow, said, who's your favorite preacher, son? He said, Mush Limbo and Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what they've been listening to. <laughs> well, glory to God. Mush Limbo. <laughs> Well, a good laugh won't hurt some of you. Thank God, and we're just thrilled to be here this evening. Well, I'm not too thrilled about what I'm going to do, but amen. we're going to bring you the word of the Lord. And I hope that God will uh, talk to our hearts uh, this evening. Uh, Brother Harry told me to use number 42. I don't know what that means. He saw my notebook a while ago. But I promise you I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to talk to us tonight from my heart. I hope this evening that God will help me. If he doesn't, we're all in trouble. I won't be the only loser here tonight. Folks driven a long ways to be here this evening. And I trust tonight that I can say something to help us. Somebody said, preach your problems. I've been around long enough to know that that's not the best thing all the time. Amen. It doesn't add too much to a man's ministry just to preach his problems. None of us will leave here too blessed if I preach all my problems. I had problems with folks last night. I had problems when I left. I don't have problems when I get home. Somebody said, why? Because I'm dealing with flesh and blood. Amen. That's that's the bottleneck. God God didn't call God, God didn't call me to pastor angels. Just put some flesh and blood out there. Hallelujah. Yes, help. Luke four and sixteen. Takes a lot of preaching to keep us going. 
jotted down a while ago, uh, I've been uh, the same church now for a number of years. And just real quick, real quick, I just figured up I've preached to the same congregation approximately 4,800 times, right at 5,000 times to the same congregation. I've helped a few. Somebody well, haven't helped them all, no. Somebody said poor preaching, not necessarily, sometimes poor listeners. One of the marks of spiritual immaturity is when you turn your preacher off. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm not going to call names, but I look at people here. I haven't seen them in years. Some of them that I've pastored in years gone by. I'm just thrilled to see you still going on with the Lord. Luke 4 and 16. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say to them, This day is the scripture fulfilled. You may be seated this evening. Hallelujah. And in Hebrews, the second chapter, let me just quote or read a few verses in your hearing this evening. I am not going to get in a hurry tonight because that's subject to change, but I mean, as of right now, I'm not taking my time. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first was spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. I uh, walked in the church uh, this evening in one of the ministers, uh, one of my good friends here, Brother Pollock, met uh, some lady over here in the mall today and uh, invited her, witnessed to her, and invited her to the house of the Lord. And what thrilled me when I walked in and said, you know, she's here tonight. Amen. And 
that makes me happy. It really made me happy because what I was going to talk to us about this evening. We've heard a lot this evening already. I thank God for every, every message, every sermon, and everything that we've heard here tonight. But I, for a little while this evening, want to talk to you about the neglected, the neglected mission of the church. The neglected mission of the church. Praise God. I, I, love, uh, I love preachers. I thank God for men of God. Amen. That has brought us the word of God through the years. I feel like that uh, we need to put dignity and integrity back where it belongs. And that's in the church of the living God. I haven't come here to preach to preachers necessarily tonight. I've come to preach to saints. But if you're a preacher tonight, let me say, let's cause people to sit up and notice that our kind of ministry is worth their time, their trust, and their treasure. Praise God. The foundation of ministry has to be character. Amen. The nature of our ministry must be service. The motive of our ministry must be love. The measure of our ministry must be sacrifice. The authority of our ministry must be submission unto Him. The purpose of our ministry must be to the glory of God. The tools of our ministry must be the Word of God in prayer. The privilege of ministry is growth. Thank God for growth. The power of our ministry must be in the Holy Ghost. Can't be with great enticing words and men's wisdom. Thank God the model for our ministry must be that lowly Nazarene that walked this way before. We can get all this working this evening. Amen. I would like to make this statement uh, very early this evening that uh, I could have called this. I know I have uh, preached before on the purpose of the uh, church, and after a little study, I, uh, I'm not using the word uh, purpose this evening of the church. I am using the word mission, and I'm doing this for a reason because uh, here of late, the last few years, we've had certain so-called high-powered uh, evangelists building themselves up through the country and poking fun at smaller home mission works and, and uh, making them feel like that they're doing nothing because they only had four dozen and four. And all the time, they was only trying to build their own little kingdom. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you, whether you have two in your church, or three, or half a dozen, or a dozen, or four dozen, and four, or a hundred, or five hundred, the purpose 
will always remain the same. And that's to lift up the wonderful name of Jesus. I, I said that's to lift up the wonderful Jesus. You can always feel good about going to God's house. Whether we eat or drink, Paul says, do all to the glory of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I feel Holy Ghost in this room here. Amen. This evening. I know I'm starting off a little slow, but just bear with me. Now, I won't, I won't get as fast as that other young man that was here right before me. Amen. Can't, you know, reach a, get a little older, you slow down a little. But I thank God for the Holy Ghost that I feel here this evening. And I thank God for saints. Lord, have mercy. Amen. One of the, I was privileged to pastor one of the finest ladies. Amen. Received the Holy Ghost about the time that I was born, some 62 years ago. And uh, I, I marvel at some of the people that I have uh, pastored as a young man. Some of them, when I started preaching, had already had the Holy Ghost for 25 or 30 years. Oh, Lord. Amen. When they stood up to testify, I had a phone call right uh, this evening. As soon as I got here, one of the sisters in our church, with Sister Mavis Woods, been having the Holy Ghost for 60-something years. Prayed through as a young girl way back there. Had a severe heart attack. And I expected her to live. And I thought, God, how many times, amen, has she blessed Life Tabernacle and other congregations on nights when things maybe wasn't going the way that they should? All I had to do was say, Sister Mavis, stand up there and testify. And when she did, glory to God, amen. The power of God would sweep over that congregation. You know folks like that, amen. You'll remember folks by not how much money they made in life, but amen, by how much they served and worshiped and loved Almighty God. Let's lift our hands and love him this evening. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I preach this evening because I want somebody to hear the Macedonian call. I want somebody to leave here tonight, amen, touched by the Holy Ghost. If, if something I can say here this evening would cause maybe just one individual here tonight to go out, amen, and bring just one individual to Jesus, then my preaching will have not been in vain here this evening. And I know that you, that you will, uh, I do not have time this evening to commit myself on every issue of the day. Number one, a lot of things that are issues shouldn't have been an issue to begin with. Some things we should have settled a long time ago. Amen. And uh, I do not believe that a preacher has to commit himself every time that he gets up. I think... And then again, I'm leery of some preachers who never commit themselves. Is that right? Amen. But time tonight is running out. Uh, someone has already said that this evening. We are living in such perilous times. If we ever did do anything for God, we need to do it tonight. And if you ever did, listen to me, child of God, if you ever did intend to be a soul winner, I'm telling you that right now, tonight, at 9.30, my Jesus would love 
for somebody to leave this place tonight saying, I'm going to go out and do something for Jesus. There's going to be a balance in what I preach this evening. I want to be a balanced preacher. Uh, I was in a meeting several years back, and fine preacher got up with a lot of enthusiasm and preached on soul winning, and his title of his message that night was, Go Home and Baptize 100. Amen. He preached on that for one hour, Go Home and Baptize 100. Well, I tried to do it, but my only problem is I couldn't find 100 people to repent. I don't believe you are to baptize folks till they repent. Amen? And uh, that, that word is, is uh, not used very much anymore in Pentecostal ranks, but I still believe in old-fashioned repentance. I don't care how good you run if you're playing ball, and I don't know too much about uh, ball play, maybe some of you do, but I'm telling you, Amen. If you are a good runner, after you hit your little ball, and you might make a home run, but if you miss first base, if you don't touch it, friend, that umpire is going to say, out! Amen. I know a lot of people missing first base this evening. Amen. Thank God for a message of repentance that must be preached in this our day. Thank the Lord. And so, I've come to you this evening asking you to bear with me for just a little while and let's ask the Holy Ghost of God to talk to our heart. It is my desire and it is, it is the will of God for every individual in this place this evening to be saved. I believe that. Some of you may be the first time, I understand there are people here tonight, the first time you've ever been in a Pentecostal Apostolic Church. I just want you to know the evening. If you don't remember anything else that I say, I want you to know that it is the will of God for you to be saved. For the Lord is not slack concern His promise as some men count slackness, but He is long-suffering to us, what? not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And when I look at the Word of God this evening, I found out in the ministry of Jesus that he, he took time for an individual. And that's all I'm asking somebody to do here tonight, whether you are a preacher or just a saint in a local church. I'm asking you, let's take time for somebody that doesn't know about Jesus. For if Jesus was our model, and I believe that he should be, in the fourth chapter of the book of John, he was weary from his journey. A lot of us can identify with that this evening. You'll live for God if you're a preacher any number of years. You do get weary from the journey. But I want you to know when he got there at that well, at Jacob's well in that little town, amen, and sitting there weary from his journey, disciples had gone in the city to buy meat, whatever they ate during that day. Amen. But he had a message for her. He said, if you drink of this water, you'll thirst again. But if you'll drink of the water, amen, that I'll give you, it will be in you a well of water. Spring it up into everlasting life. Thank God. 
And so, amen, after his message that day, he so touched her with what he said that she went back into the city and she had a message for them. It says, come see a man. He knows all about me. And I look at the world this evening. It's already been mentioned here tonight, and it's so true. Look at what we are trying to save. You know, it's mighty easy just to jump up here, bless God, about three feet tall, and say end time revival, and we're going to have a revival, and everybody's hungry. But sometimes you've got to face facts. Amen. We're suffering, a lot of people are suffering from burnout in this our day because on unrealistic goals. They set their goals so high they can't meet them. I'm not asking you this evening to set Pensacola on fire. I'm asking somebody here this evening to go out and bring somebody to church and let some man of God preach to them. Come on now. Amen. I'm, I'm preaching something that you can do this evening. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And when she, amen, became a soul winner, I mean, that woman, look at her, the condition that she was in. She, she already had five husbands, and the man she was living with wasn't even her husband. But you will have to agree with me that Jesus took time for her. And if I just looked at the obstacles of season, I'm telling you, I'd go back to Baton Rouge and just hide somewhere in a corner and not do anything because I'm living in a wicked city. One of my friends uh, in business in the city, Bill's Apartments, and I was talking to him some time back, and he had uh, just rented, built and rented 16 of them. And uh, he was speaking to me, and uh, 12, 12 of his tenants that had just moved in their lives were messed up already with divorce and remarriage. And you stop and consider, amen, what we're trying to save this evening. I'm telling you, it's going to take more than a song and a dance. I said it's going to take more than a song and a dance if we're going to save this generation. Hallelujah. Look at the New Age movement last week, last week's paper, the religious section. Listen to this. Some 62% of Americans now, their belief has changed so much. They do not believe there is such a thing as absolute truth. Eight out of ten, 80% of them says it doesn't make any difference what kind of a God that you pray to. I've come to tell you tonight that this New Age movement is sweeping, amen, our cities. And it would be so easy for us just to throw up our hands and say, well, just what's the use? But I got a little scripture. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. I've come to tell you tonight, I don't care how wicked it gets out there, the grace of God is still able. For Jesus is able to save to the utmost. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise with people. Oh, praise God. Jesus is able to do with your neighbor what he did with that little woman of Samaria that day. The poet well said, 
Jesus give her water that was not from the well, gave her living water, and sent her forth to tell. She went away singing and came back bringing others for the water that was not from the well. Hallelujah. And I want to tell everybody here this evening, preaching saying a lot. Amen. There's a place that we can get in God. Amen. To where, hallelujah, somehow we can say with Jesus, we have meat to eat of that the world doesn't know anything about this evening. I've come for to you hungry this evening. I've not come here with just a little sermon or a sermonette tonight. I've come here to talk to our hearts. Amen. About the neglected mission of the church. I cannot sit here, amen, and feel good about being saved this evening. Amen. If some of us are sitting around and doing nothing, amen, when we have the greatest message in all the world to tell this evening. Hey, and nobody can tell it like you can tell it. You don't know like I know. Hallelujah. No power there. Hallelujah. Hey, you don't know like I know. Amen. What the Lord has done for me. And I'm telling everybody here this evening, amen, that you've got a testimony. God's done something for you back there 50 years ago or 40 years ago or 30 years ago, amen, or maybe just last week, and nobody can do it, amen, like you can do it. And the time has come for some of us, amen. In that same chapter of the book of John, amen, Jesus said this, amen, say not ye, there are yet four months. always amen out there somewhere we plan to tell somebody about jesus amen but i've come to tell you tonight amen that if we are to survive in this day along with our strong message of wholeness it's already been said here tonight amen about enlarging the tent and strengthening the stakes and we believe all of that amen but it's time for us to put into practice some of the things that we've heard, uh, amen, all these years. Uh, I promise you uh, there would not be a church here in Pensacola tonight had it not been for a man of God with a vision and with a burden and willing to stretch forth, uh, amen, and do something for Jesus this evening. We're all here this evening, product uh, of someone else. Uh, you just didn't stumble in the house of God. You're not here by accident. I said you're not here by accident this evening. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be here this evening had those old timers back there in Elton, Louisiana. Somebody said, don't talk about the past. Amen. Winston Churchill once said he can look furthest into the future who can see furthest in the past. The past has a lot of things can help us with this evening. And when those old-time preacher men back there in Elton, Louisiana, some 88 of them, was baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, there was not one Trinitarian Assembly of God preacher left in all the state of Louisiana. Every one of them went down in water and was baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And one day... Now, I can't, we can't turn back the clock. But I thank God that one of those preacher men said, Hey, I'm not waiting for much. 
Amen. Something's calling me to a little town right down the road, about 15 miles. Amen. He didn't know it, but I had an old praying grandmother who was a Methodist and a grandfather. Amen. That was doing all they could in church. And they heard there's something better on the way. Hallelujah. Set up that old, set up that old brush arbor on the corner of Maple Avenue there in Eunice. Amen. Way before my time. Hallelujah. Amen. And 200 people came out and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and was baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. I'm still telling you, there's power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm here tonight to tell you that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen, amen. If they'd have waited four months, amen, maybe it wouldn't have happened. But praise God, the time to get busy is now. Hallelujah. Say not four months, and then cometh the harvest. Lift, lift up your eyes. Oh, hallelujah. And look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. Oh, the harvest is great. There's nothing wrong with the harvest. It's still great out there. There's still somebody lost in Pensacola this evening. Somebody's out there saying, well, don't somebody come, amen, and tell me about Jesus. They may not be flocking out here by the hundreds, but there's still somebody tonight, amen, that needs this one God, Jesus' name, apostolic message. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, love the Lord with me for just a little while. Amen, amen. Jesus. Lord, I feel Holy Ghost here this evening. Why don't you just lift your hands right now? Ask God, Lord, make me a soul winner. Will you say that with me? Lord, make me a soul winner. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I'm feeling what I want to feel here right now. I'm feeling what I want to feel here right now. I believe in what I'm doing, Brother Langham. Amen. If I can't reach the masses, amen, I'm going to do my best to reach one. Boy, I said I'm going to do my best to reach one. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, amen, one day prayer requests are very, very important. Amen. We go to church. Amen. Does anybody have a request? Somebody over here lifts a hand. I've got one. Somebody over here, amen, says, I've got one. We take their prayer request. And I believe that every request ought to be important. I don't believe we ought to ignore prayer request. It's not something just to take up a lot of time in church. Amen. But one day, hallelujah, amen, Jesus said, wait a minute, I've got one. I've got a prayer request. Jesus had a prayer request. Hallelujah. And I feel good about what I'm doing tonight because I'm trying to help Jesus out with his little request. Amen. Trying to get somebody. He said, when you pray, thank you, Jesus says, when you pray, whoo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you pray, you pray ye the Lord of the harvest. Thank you, Jesus. You pray the Lord of the harvest. That he would send forth some laborers into his harvest. For the harvest truly is great. But the laborers, they are few. 
Oh, God. Amen. I hope I can preach in such a way this evening that I can make everyone leave this place saying, I'm going out and bringing somebody, amen, to Jesus. I'm going out bringing somebody to this church. I want to tell you, we still have a powerful message. I said we still have a powerful message this evening. Glory to God. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth some laborers into his harvest. Thank God. Amen. As a kid, I thank God for every missionary service I ever set in. Amen. I still, amen. They come sometime with their slides. and I, I, Amen. I saw Brother Lambert the other night, the second time. Amen. I promise you I had to sit through that presentation. Amen. And keep that handkerchief. Amen. Real handy. Amen. Tears in those eyes. Amen. Because when I heard him say that in 1959, when he went to all of Brazil, to Brazil, there was only 13 people baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And because somebody prayed, amen, come over into Macedonia and help us. Tonight there are literally thousands of people baptized in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. First generation of Pentecostals, amen, that's going out and witnessing and doing something for God. And here we are sitting this evening. If we're not careful, we are blessed. Oh, how many of you know that we are so blessed this evening? How many of you really know that we are blessed? Look at our, amen. And I've, I've lived to see the day that we have ministers. And pardon me, preacher, you're one of them. Let me talk to you for just a moment. Amen. They're, 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 the scope of their message right now, some of them, is, amen, just a financial blessing. I'm telling you, there's more to living for God than just a financial blessing. Amen. The book still says, I wish of all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. Nothing wrong with that. God wants you to get ahead. I hope everybody in my church gets a $5 raise tomorrow. I could take that. Amen. Do more permissions. But hey, that, that scripture was there in 1930. When my grandfather and them that had the Holy Ghost just 15 years was farmers down in Abbeville. Depression came. They lost everything they had. He died in 40 before the boom came and died a pauper in a two-room shack. But he died full of the Holy Ghost. And you do not measure success just by finances. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank God for all that we have here this evening. But let me tell you, blessings sometimes contain their own danger. I said, blessings can contain their own danger. Hallelujah. I don't want to be blessed so much that all of a sudden I forget about my mission. Because God called me, amen, to win somebody to him. Hallelujah. And Lord, since we're in his presence here this evening, I feel like we ought to take advantage of it. Hey, some of you here this evening, you ought to take advantage of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's moving right here. Some folks did not understand. Amen. One woman came to him in the Bible. Not everyone could get an audience with the king. Not everyone, amen, can get an audience with him. Some did, and they wasted their request. One woman came to him, said, I'll tell you what I'd like, Lord. He said, what would you like to have? He said, well, I'd like for, amen, one of my sons to sit on this side of you and one over here. Amen. Jesus said, now wait just a moment. 
some things, amen, I can't give. Amen. You don't know why that I've came. Another one, another one came, oh, Lord, here, came rushing up to Jesus. He said, Lord, you speak to my brother. Let him divide the inheritance with me. Jesus said, man, who made me a judge and a ruler over you? I didn't come to settle probate an estate. Amen. That's not my mission of coming. I'm telling you, some of us this evening need to realize why Jesus came. It is so simple, Brother Anderson, sometimes we overlook it. Remember this, the Son of Man is still come to seek. I said, he's still come to seek. I said, he's still come to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, thank God. Hey, friend, I don't regret a mile, not one mile. Amen. That I've ever traveled. Amen. Visiting. Somebody said, I don't believe it. I don't care. Amen. I do care what you believe in. You can criticize it all you want. God has blessed us as he has blessed this church with a fine, with a fine group of people. Hallelujah. We will probably be able to do more for missions this year than any year in the history of our church. And I thank God for that. But I want to tell you, amen, when we went 32 years ago and started that little work with just a handful of people, amen, you talk about having to go out and knock on doors and bring people to church, amen, family after family. Our first revival, our first revival that we had, amen, we had 13 little children receive the Holy Ghost. Thirteen, that's all. Somebody said, Amen. No adults, no. That first revival, we had the first man that got the Holy Ghost was only on the uh, weekend. Then we had a revival right after that. Brother Bado, he's still in the church today. Brother Majors, Amen. Still there, faithful. You know, you can live for God. And those little children, Amen, some of them got away from the truth. But boy, it thrilled me the other night. We had a visiting preacher. Amen. I can see that little that lady over there. Amen. I baptized her when she was a little girl 32 years ago. Hallelujah. I want to tell you what. Don't you give up on souls. Souls is the most important thing in the world. Souls is our business. Amen. I said souls is that's what we that's what we're here for. That's why this man of God has this this comfort here. Many things is going to be preached behind this pulpit. That's going to be beneficial to all of us. But remember this. Amen. Your mission when all of this is over this week is to go back to your field of labor, glory to God, and say, hey, I've got to bring somebody to church for my pastor to preach to. Glory to God, I've got to bring somebody to church, to, amen, for my pastor to preach to. Amen. Look at the agencies at work. I'm trying to hurry. Amen. But thank God, amen, look what God has given us. Amen. Thank God for a preacher. Hallelujah. Come here, Brother Adams. Hallelujah. Thank, everybody say it with me. Thank God for preachers. Will you say it again? Thank God for preachers. Hey, it pleased God. Heaven rejoices when this man gets up and preaches the Word of God. For it pleased God through the foolishness of preaching to save them to believe. You're here because somebody preached unto you the Word of God. 
I want to tell you right now, just for the record, amen, that some of these preachers going out through the country, amen, with, with I, have, I, have, I have never seen so many ministers. I counted the other day, amen. I think they're up now to 105. That's about how many different ministers, amen, that they're having, from a clown minister. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, when my dad went out to that revival, they had over Louisiana. Amen. It didn't take a clown or a talking mule to get them stirred up. They had our preacher man preaching the Word of God. Hallelujah. If you want to have a soul winning church, you got to preach soul winning. If you want folks to get the Holy Ghost, you got to preach Holy Ghost. If you want to baptize in Jesus' name, you got to preach baptism in Jesus' name. Thank God for a preacher. One of my friends kind of got me aggravated. I can get that way sometimes. Call me sometime back. Said, I'll tell you what you need. You need so-and-so. You need wall-to-wall -wall people. Well, I've got a lot more than he has. Without having these so-called prophets come through every two or three months and tell people how many headaches they have in the building, toe aches, and everything else, after a while, the only people they'll be able to get is that kind of a ministry. You better thank God you have a church, amen, where a preacher will stand up and thus saith the word of God. We need old-time preaching. We need somebody to take that book and tell it like it is. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Hallelujah. I believe in soul winning. I believe in Holy Ghost revival. But nothing will ever take the place of a preacher man that's preaching the word of God. Hallelujah. Lord have mercy. Nothing. Oh, hallelujah. The preacher of the word of God. He'll still get the job done. Hallelujah. I remember years ago, one night, a preacher man was preaching. Liberty old building that we had. One row of pews. Hot in it. People almost faint, no air conditioning. Lady come and sit on the back seat. Preacher was up preaching. Amen. I want to tell you what. After service, I looked at her, told my wife, I said, Sister Bell, see that lady way back there? I said, She must be a backslider. Go talk to her. Bring her on up here. My wife went back there and talked to her. Amen. Big old tears in her eyes. She said, I wished I had what you folks have. She said, I'd give anything. My wife didn't know it, that they were business people. Amen. Just two blocks from my church. And somebody had put a little circular on their business and said, there's a revival at the first Pentecostal church in Port Allen. Next morning, Brother Majors had his crew of men over there building us a little donut shack. Somebody said, I don't believe in donuts. Well, at that particular time, we believed in donuts. <laughs> we were trying to keep body and soul together. Now, we don't believe in donuts now, chicken dinners, peanut bread. We don't believe in none of that stuff. That's all junk. Bless God, that's not the business of the church. Get rid of all that mess. But when you're in a home mission church trying to, amen, pay your light bill, sometimes you'll believe it a little different. Might easy me to get up here tonight and pop off. We don't believe this. We don't believe that. Hey, friend. You can change your belief sometimes. 
Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyhow, amen. That little hammer was going, and we was having prayer meeting at the same time in that little building. Amen. And, and hallelujah. Sister McGee. Amen. Came. Catholic woman. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Amen. Catholic woman. And Sister David, I buried her just the other day. Oh, God. Amen. Came through that service and got so stirred up that night. She lived two miles from the church. She woke up the next morning. She told, this, this was another Catholic family, and she told her husband, said, you bring me to church. He said, I'm not. church he said I'm not she said if you don't bring me I'm walking and she went out the door he says okay I'll take you amen while those hammers and saws was out there building that little donut house something we don't even believe in tonight hallelujah <laughs> oh Lord amen all of a sudden she came and she didn't know how to pray amen and she knelt down on that first pew she lifted up her little hands toward heaven and she said, pray for me, Jesus. Just pray for me, Jesus. And all of a sudden, heaven says, hey, that's why God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to tell you what, if, amen, my going to Baton Rouge has not been in vain. It's that one little Catholic woman is in glory this evening. Come on now. That's why Jesus died. That's why he came. Hallelujah. I said that's why Jesus died. That's why he came. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Lord have mercy. Amen. Time will fail to come on a one-on-one -on -one basis. You can build a church on a one-on-one -on -one basis. You hear me? If somehow God only knows if I could get somebody to see this this evening. Amen. If I could just get somebody here this evening and say, hey, if God worked it back then, he can still do it today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. It was one of those nights we worked all night long. We'd made 270 dozen donuts. That's a lot of donuts. Amen. We believe in it. Hallelujah. Then. Amen. And that I worked all night long. Oh, that's thank God. I'm glad I don't have to make donuts. How many real glad Brother Spell's been delivered from all that? Amen. But anyhow, that morning I was tired. And old sister Adams, God bless her. Amen. She called me. Just about the time I laid down, about ten o'clock in the morning. She said, Brother Spell, I want you to come across the river. My brother in law is over here dying. And said, If you'll come. God will do something for him. Mr. Leggett had a, his business, red and white food store, just a mile from where our present church is now. And I went in there, and he was at the point of death. He started telling me how mean that he was. Oh, that, amen. It's good to find a sinner every now and then. That's what you're going to have to find. But I say, man, you're going to have to find a sinner. 
That's not too easy for them to realize that they're sinners. But I believe the Lord's able to move on them and move on us. Hallelujah. Amen. I walked in there. Hallelujah. Amen. About that time, Sister Adams, you would have to know her. Amen. She laid hands on him, too, and let out a, a hoop. Hallelujah. And prayed. And that man said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, preacher. He says, if God will reach down and touch me, I promise you, amen, that I'm going to go to the house of God. Just three weeks later, Brother Sonny Ashworth started a revival for us on a Sunday night. Amen. And walked a man very feeble. Amen. He said, preacher, I'm the man that you prayed for. I've come to pay my vows. I took him across the river and baptized him. Amen. Brother Myers Church that night. The wonderful name of Jesus and God gave him the Holy Ghost. I preached his funeral in Mississippi, above the Chitter River, a couple of years after that. In all my life, I never had witnessed the power of God like I witnessed in that Methodist church when I preached that man's funeral. I'm telling you, there are folks in heaven rejoicing this evening because somebody brought them the message. I do not want to become complacent this evening. Amen. I, 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 as God has blessed us with so much. Amen. I want to, I want to somehow have a balance. I'm not telling anybody to do anything that you can't do. Mine's not something. My message tonight is just not a hoop and a holler here this evening to go home and baptize. 100 but I'm telling you on a one-on-one -on -one basis we can do more for Jesus you hear me we can do more for Jesus than what we are doing this evening time amen I, I figured the other day you know we had a memorial service for those who have passed away since we have been there amen I did not realize it Amen. In just the short time that we've been there, well, 30 years, 32 years, amen, we had right at 80 people, amen, that we have put away. I'm happy tonight to tell you the majority of them will be able to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful. Just a couple of years back, it was a little young lady. Amen. 28 years of age. Deborah O'Mine was her name. We had a little Sunday school drive. Somebody said, I don't believe in that. That's fine. You believe in what you want. I believe what I want. Amen. We had a little Sunday school drive. Amen. Somebody said, I don't believe in that. Well, that's fine. I'm not here. Amen. We're not here to grind any axes. I'm too old for that. Hallelujah. But I just want to tell you, we had one. It was cold that day. Rainy day. Just a spell and then went out knocking on doors. Found a little blonde headed girl, about 11 years old at that time. Wasn't know how that Pentecost is losing its sacrifice? We're fast losing our sacrifice. Amen. What about the preaching of the cross? Hallelujah. What about a life of crucifixion? It's still in your Bible to mortify, therefore, you. Hey, it's still in your Bible. Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's still there. When Paul wrote that, amen, everything that we, and Lord knows, anybody needs to preach against damnable 
television, anything, let me say, everything that comes out of Hollywood, nothing is conducive to good Christian living. Whether it's be on television, video, 8 millimeter, or 16, or how many millimeters they have. Amen. If it comes from that ungodly part, you don't have no business with it. We know that. But on the other hand, when Paul, amen, loving the world has to do more with just TV and video. and Hey, friend, you can be the most worldly person in this building tonight if you have a desire to do as you please. You are very worldly unless you're willing to mortify your members and live a life of crucifixion. Amen. We have a lot of worldly people tonight. Amen. That's only innocent in self. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Help somebody to leave this place this evening saying, God, this very first night of this meeting, I'm going home before I retire this evening, and I'm going to get down and say, God, don't let me neglect. Don't let me neglect. Oh, I feel Holy Ghost here this evening. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Will you lift your hands and love the Lord with me this evening? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come on, praise Him with me this evening. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Shadalama Sandiola Bashaya. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. I close the season with this little phrase written long ago by a preacher. Amen back then, may I stop and tell you that history has never been kind to God's people. I want to tell you that I don't believe this doctrine at all, that God had a church and went through the dark ages of 1900 years and there was nobody saved and all of a sudden the message came, hey, God's always had a people. Hello, I said God's always had a people. Upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There's always been somebody somewhere baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, I hope, I, I hope I'm giving us a wake-up call tonight. Please, amen, let's not go to sleep this evening. Amen, let's wake up to, amen, our purpose. Let's wake up to our mission. Let's wake up to our responsibilities. Let's wake up to what changes and what doesn't change. Let's wake up to integrity. Let us wake up to our potential. Hallelujah. Hello, let's wake up to our potential. Hey, Calvin comes walking in. I look at him. He comes and sits on my front row. I said, my God, have mercy. I can't take that dirty, unkempt hair down to here. I said, I'll take care of him. I'll preach him out of here. You know Kelvin. Man, I tried to make it rough on him. Somebody said, you? Yeah. Kind me. Hallelujah. It didn't work. Amen. Kelvin came right on back. I didn't know it. But Kelvin didn't even know who his mom and dad was. Some folks had taken him in. Didn't, didn't know a thing. 
I didn't know what I was dealing with. And Kelvin come and got the Holy Ghost. Looked rough. We took him and had him examined, and the doctor looked at him and said, Listen, one part, one part of this boy's brain is a genius. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, come to Lifetime Knuckle sometime and say, Hey, Kelvin, I want you to get up and quote Romans 8 or Genesis 1 or Matthew 25 or any chapter. I don't care if it's 150 verses. Okay, I want to get back there in the beginning with the words, the words with God. Hey, if I could do that, I'd preach all night. Hallelujah. You'll be quiet, Brother Hare. I'm trying to help you tonight. Yeah, you've heard it. And every time he does, amen, I just poured on the devil. You talk about kick the devil, stomp the devil real good. Look at that devil. Amen. Here, get up and exalt the name of the Lord by the word of God. You don't know what they're going to be when they walk in through those doors. Lord, I wish I had another hour, but I don't. But another man, another day, said this. Got it written down, Brother Harry. This ain't number 42. To serve the present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all my powers engage to do my master's will. And I got to serve my, I want to put emphasis on my present age. I can't go back to Eunice or Riche or 70 years ago and deal. I can't even go back when I was a young preacher who were on Sunday afternoons before the advent of TV. Amen. When they'd come in flocking, fill the place up and stand outside. Amen. Sometime I wish I could go back, but I can't. I've got to go back home and serve my present age. And I can't do it with a song and a dance. I'm going to have to get a hold of something. We're going to have to get a hold of the power of God. An old-fashioned prayer meeting. And I still believe that it will work. potential. Thank you, Jesus. Some of the greatest songs that we sing. You hear me. You sit out there this evening and say, I can't do anything for God. Amen. You look at circumstances. Amen. Don't look at circumstances. Amen. One of the greatest little ladies that ever lived in the last century was born around 1820. Had a I had problem. Parents took her to the doctor when she was eight weeks old. They put the wrong kind of drops in her eyes. She became permanently blind. Never did see the light of day. When she was eight years old, she wrote a little poem. Oh, what a happy soul I am. Had an old praying grandmother. Don't know anything about their background, but they had they had something read her the word of God to finally amen she started quoting entire chapters and after a while entire books to make a long story short sometime get your hymn book down and the greatest songs you're going to find in that hymn book was written by this little lady she wrote over 7,000 songs amen the next time that you go to church and somebody amen stands up and said blessed assurance Jesus is mine 
rescue the somebody said that's old Baptist songs I don't care what they are amen they bless me many a time Hallelujah. amen 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 hallelujah it came from a woman that was blind amen that could have just been a nobody somebody here this evening why don't you realize that God put you in the kingdom for you to fulfill Amen. God wants somebody here this evening to leave this place. And God, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to be a soul winner. Will you stand with me this evening? I know I've taken too long. Amen. But I've come tonight, amen, to tell you that we dare not neglect. I said we dare not neglect. You hear me? We dare not neglect. Let me see the hands of somebody here this evening. Say, Brother Spell, I'd like to be a soul winner. I want to do something for Jesus. Amen. I, I don't want to become complacent at this hour. Amen, 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 amen. I'm not going to say what's going to happen the next revival, but I want to leave this church tonight. Amen. Oh, Lord, I feel Holy Ghost in this place tonight, Brother Adams. Amen. I said I feel Holy Ghost around here right now. Amen, 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 amen. You folks of Pensacola, you are so blessed to have one of the greatest pastors in all the world. Here is your pastor. This man is sincere. It would thrill him to see brand new folks coming out here Sunday. Amen. And baptizing them in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Friend, that's why Jesus died. That's why He came. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah! 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 Amen. Amen. I want to be an ambassador of Christ this evening. Amen. I want to be somebody. Amen. In this in this sinful hour, when hell says uh, you can't win anybody, amen, I want to tell the devil he's a liar and the truth not in him. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, we can still go out. Hallelujah. And do something for Jesus tonight. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Let's everyone lift our hands and thank God for this message that we have heard here tonight. Mighty, wonderful God of heaven, Lord, we love you. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, that you cared enough for us. Let us hear this wonderful, wonderful message. Oh, great God, may we be stewards of the word and not just hears only, Lord. In thy holy name, we ask it, Lord. Praise God. Did you really appreciate that? Hallelujah. Well, let's be doers of the word and not just hears. Let's see what we can do by getting somebody to God. Hallelujah. Many years ago when we started the church here, we wanted to see people find the Lord. That was the purpose of it. And I find myself after all these years, I get all excited when I see somebody coming into the church. Now I'm sure these good men of God do the same thing. Elder Spell has blessed us again. I appreciate the preaching of this man. He's very sincere. And the Holy Ghost anoints him, and we always get blessed by hearing him preach the word of the Lord. Now, in the morning, we'll be starting service at 10 o'clock. And to those that may not get up that early, we have some wonderful times out here in these day services. Starts at 10, and we just take the visiting ministers, and one after the other, hear all them that we can. And then from 12 to 1, Brother McNairn will be speaking then we'll stop and uh, we'll eat uh, the afternoon meal from 1 till 2 and then come back at 2 o'clock and 
Brother Ray Majors will be preaching to us tomorrow afternoon and Friday afternoon. He's our Bible teacher, and surely you don't want to miss any of this. It's going to be real good, real wonderful. And then tomorrow night we'll have Brother Danny Perdue coming in from Colorado to preach for us in a home missionary work out there, and he's doing real good. Called a few days ago. He started off at about four, and he had 24 in Sunday school, so uh, he's coming along real good. And I'm sure we'll be blessed tomorrow night and the rest of this conference. So let's come back in the morning, everybody that can, and get all of this you can. Praise God. If you lift your hands and love the Lord one more time, we're going to dismiss you. God of heaven, we love you. Thank you for this service, for ever testimony. Oh, God of heaven, for the preaching of thy word, for your wonderful spirit that's been with us so real and so mighty. Oh, God, continue to be with us and move throughout this conference, Lord, in a wonderful, holy, heavenly way. And we'll thank you in the lovely name of Jesus. God bless you. You're dismissed.